Welcome to Conditional Release Program, a podcast that delves into the netherworld of cults, crims, and con artists. I'm Jack the Insider, otherwise known as Peter Hoisted for tax purposes. And I'm Joel Hill, and this week we are going back to basics and covering the news. News. So New news. Trump's fucked. And yep. just a bit of a tip here, don't eat the mushrooms in Gippsland. Oh, God, no. They're no good. They're no good. Oh, and uh, the Sound of Freedom is coming to Australia. Yay. So do you want to hear the Sound of Freedom, Jack? Do you know what that is? Give it to me, Joel. Give me the Sound of Freedom. Oh, that's the sound of freedom. That is a good sound of freedom, yeah. That is the delicious sound of CBCO2 escaping a delicious can of CBCO IPA. Oh, this yellow demon's going straight Mm. inside me. Oh, so good. Yeah, they sent me an incredible box of beers the other day, and I am such a happy boy. I love this brewery. They are doing such good work. There's a six-pack of draft in there for me, surely. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. I've just added it to the fucking pile. (laughs) When we catch up next, I'll bring it and you'll take it. But seriously, I will throw it in the show notes because CBCO are doing 24 can cases, 375 mil cans, 6.5% beer, IPA, 80 bucks including postage. That is a fucking deal. So get around that because it is important for your health and for your bank account. You're basically making money. This is such a good deal. (laughs) Buy this beer. It's delicious. All right, Joel. All right. All right. You've had your fun now. Fine, fine. Let's talk about what matters. Building Joe a house. Mm. Uh, the donation drive has run to just under $7,000, which is magnificent. Is. And I'm told Joe is too much happy. That's what? Vanuatu for too much happy. Oh, so you didn't just stutter. That's how happy he is. And I blame you people. Yes. He's that bloody happy because Joe and his family of 18 are getting their house. Yeah, the other thing is that this project is keeping other families fed too as workers grateful for a job of pitching in. Oh, yeah, good call. Um, we'll start to see a little bit of an economy going on there, Joe. nice? We'll I start like to see the building emerge from the ground in the next couple of weeks as we record this. That's uh, 9th of August today. We'll post pics as they come through on the uh, shit posting site uh, yes. as the house starts to spring from the ground and take shape. Nice. I reckon about two weeks from what I'm told. Oof. So that'll be fantastic. That's good. Uh, so I guess the answer is, have you chucked in your money yet? It, it was 300 thanks to Andrew J. Reeves. That was our top donor. But he was pipped at the final by a good friend of the podcast, David Thomas. So you're on the hook for 325 bucks now, Joel. That was yeah. the agreement you had. Yeah, that's right. The we had donation. a contract. The highest donation on GoFundMe I'm going to match. Um, but look, okay, Jack, hear me out. What if I were to send them your CB code draft no, tins no, Joel, and just Joel, like... Joel, Joel, enough with it. <laughs> Look, I could chuck I, in one IPA. I guess they could use them as Besser blocks. Um, well, but, I guess. Uh, That'd be such a waste. They're, pro- they're probably cheaper alternatives like no. Besser blocks. Well, yeah. This is much nicer. It's good can art. Anyway, look, fine. I'll, I'll just pay it. Anyway, it's fine. And also, there is time to fuck me over. If you put another in, in the next week, I'll match it. Yep. But we are wrapping up the fundraiser. We're calling it a success. You can't do these things forever. But just because we stop talking about it doesn't mean it's over. Really, it's kind of going forever. I mean, if you're a little bit late to the party on this one, yep. the bank details are still good, and the house still needs things. I mean, more money things. equals more house. There's no time limit on this fundraiser. We're just going to stop talking about it. But also, I mean, when it comes to adding more money here, we're not talking about Villaroy and Bosch fixtures. We're talking about running water, basics. <laughs> As it's been explained to me, we are talking about running water. Solar. And with the money that's been donated so far, enough solar for a bit of lighting. So that's we can actually, nothing. you know, we can always afford to, uh, yes. to, to make maybe a refrigeration. Ooh, um, yeah, but anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, so, if, so listeners, if you are listening to this from the future, which is basically quite eerie, and I feel like I'm sort of taking steps into the unknown universe here. <laughs> People get but if you are, if I am talking to you in the future, feel free to get in touch if you want to help Joe have more house. Yeah. It's a noble cause, and you've all been amazing so far. Thank you very much. 
And also a big shout out to mystery man, Duncan McArdle. Who mm. are you? Like you put in 500 bucks into the bank account and I've tried to track you down, but to no avail. I think you've written a book. You're a tech guy, maybe, or that's like mm. your cousin. Fuck, I don't mm. know. Yeah, look, flick us a message so we can thank you properly, a legend, because we really appreciate your input there. Otherwise, maybe he just accidentally gave money to this instead of his Coke dealer. And then, uh, well, look, I think I in- know who it is. It's, yeah? a, it's a bit of a nom de plume, shall we say. Okay. Anyway, I won't uh, won't break any confidences, but thank you, Duncan. On that note, let's move straight in what has been a huge night on the French. Trump's fat. Nice. Cookers are still cooked. Yes. And if you're a kid in Colombia, watch out for Mormons because they're probably going to steal you and send you to Mormon re-education in Utah under machine gun escort. Yeah, and we are only half joking about that. It is time for the Conditioner Release Program's weekly fortnightly news. Fortnightly, Try, try, try monthly. <laughs> So we are going to cover the Sound of Freedom in another episode. I kind of wasn't going to, but we kind of have to. And there's just so much content about this at the moment. And some of it's very funny. It's mostly sad, but also kind of funny. Yeah, Tinfoil Tales has done an excellent take on the film itself and also the background on Tim Ballard, who the movie is based on. Well, based on the bullshit Ballard claims to be true. Yeah, it's mostly bullshit, but they can tell you that. Anyway, there's a few immediate things to discuss. First, for those who haven't heard, great news it's coming to Australia. Wow. This is just like the old days when, you know, when we were always a couple of couple of months behind America. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They started doing worldwide releases and sort of ruined the tension. This is great. This is fantastic. I'm so excited. I saw someone at work today actually buying tickets, um, which was pretty fucked up. Down mm. one. That was uh, really cooked. Anyway. They're um, stopping child trafficking with the purchase of those tickets, Joe. Well, uh, yes, but also Hoyts is directly stopping child trafficking and only Hoyts. Yeah. Well, Hoyt has been pumping this very hard on Facebook, and this has been to the adoring squeals of a thousand cookers. I'm not kidding. This has been fucking mental. And they're all praising God for Hoyt's bravery in the face of fierce opposition and censorship and tyranny and Dan Andrews and, you know. Yeah, nothing. Nobody is going to protest outside the cinemas in September. Nobody really cares that much. The cookers and their perpetual victimhood complex have made this a battle of good versus evil. Oh, and they are absolutely dying for something to get in the way of this movie so they can just squeal, censorship and conspiracy. So, so far, Hoyts has taken it on for obvious reasons. I can't speak on behalf of them, but I think it rhymes with cooker money. I mean, really. (laughs) It's pretty fucking obvious. But all cinemas are playing it. I mean, all the chains, event are playing it, indie cinemas all over the place taking saving, cooker money. They're, saving, they're stopping child trafficking in doing so, Joel. I mean, they're fucking heroes. They were sent by God. But yeah. in reality, we live in a capitalist society. It's a legitimate movie. These are cinemas. They're businesses. Like, I mean, like it's it's a no-brainer. I don't see any issue with this. It's a, it's a film. It's just got a whole bunch of bullshit around it. I'm not going to fucking protest it. Jesus Christ. But Hoyts was the bell of the cooker ball on social media by far. Well well done, Hoyts. Excellent social media work. Just heroes. So their thread on Facebook has, at the time of writing, 4,700 adoring comments from cookers. That's $12 in real money. It's so many fucking comments. Event Cinemas, just for contrast, got 113. Mm. And most of those comments were people laughing at how shit cookers are. That's why event cinemas need a proper, a real good social media manager. Yeah, no, there's definitely something good happening. But, uh, spoiler alert, I'll tell you why Hoyt may have been the bell of the ball later. Ah. But the next biggest, just to give some like some contrast, some credit here, next biggest comment thread I could find on Hoyt's page was, well, was for The Sound of Freedom at 1,600 comments because it did well like two done, posts. Well done, but Hoyt. except for The well Sound done, of Freedom, Hoyt. it was Paw Patrol. They had around 500 comments. Most big threads had posts under 100 comments. So, Paw yes, Patrol. the cookers are smashing the share button, as mm-hmm. they are known to do, and getting really pontificating about this pumped. movie. They're pumped. They're so enthusiastic. It's almost cute, but it's also weird and weird. So one post on the Hoyts thread said this. Well done, Hoyts, for screening this brave step but needs to be exposed and back Mel Gibson's for his courage and determination along with Tim Ballard and JC, I presume that's Jesus Christ, for standing up 
Yeah, no, I think that might be uh, Jim Caviezel, but uh, I think it's I, like- I think they mean Jesus. Well, I think they should make Jesus, but that that would be J H C. Show a bit of respect. It? Stop abbreviating the name of Jesus Christ. Isn't it Jesus H Christ though? That's what I've, I've always heard. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So look, I just want to really scroll back to that because there's so much bravery involved. Courage. Oh, you- Courage. Oh, well, they're fixing child trafficking, so they're not just screening a movie that will net them likely millions of dollars in profits and candy bar, uh, and then, of course, being lauded by idiots worldwide as heroes for some weird reason. I mean, look, I'm just going to put this in perspective. Fuck Gallipoli. This is the real ultimate sacrifice. Hoyt playing this movie. They Radius fought and died for child trafficking. Public Just, holiday. No, not not for child trafficking. They're not for child trafficking. No, against they, child trafficking. They, they fought and died but, to stop child trafficking. Exactly. But then again, I guess they can't have stopped child trafficking because we need the money to keep flowing into these dodgy charities. Anyway, we're going to have a lot to say about that next week. So another post said this. Well done, Hoyts, for supporting a studio with integrity and showing this film. We all know what goes on. Good will always prevail. Well, if good always prevails, then like, why is this still happening? Why, why are kids still being trafficked all around the world for various reasons? Anyway, not, not, not here for logic. So, look, it's mostly just people saying they've booked tickets and how Hoyts have done the right thing, blah, 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 blah. Lots of backslapping and bizarre congratulations for bringing out a movie with has just a worldwide release. It's like stunning, brave, Hoyts. Ah, That'll be their slogan. How's ah, a cat's head at Hoyts? I mean, like, it just, what the fuck? So, like I said before, here's your, here's your spoiler. Maria Z is pushing the Hoyt's release on Telegram. I don't think she's getting a kickback. You don't but think I'm, she's getting a backhand? I'm guessing. I mean, she loves backsheesh, but I don't nah, think this is the case. Not. Usually she'd have, like, a little fucking um, dodgy coupon code if she was getting some money for it. <laughs> but uh, I wish I was kidding. But this is probably why so many cooked units are in the comments, because they saw Maria Z and went, yeah. oh, my God. Oh, but... Aunt House Cinema Wank Chain Dendy have taken on the movie as well. Which is surprising considering the fact that cookers would hate Dendy for the most part, likely assuming it's where pedos go to watch films like Cuties. But Dendy is actually owned by Icon Productions, which Look is owned by Mel Gibson. Well, who has he an- owns the thing like stock and barrel. Yeah, he fucking bought it in 2008. Ooh. Yeah, no shit. So he's been enthusiastically supporting the film in public, but he has a famously cooked brain. So, like, I, mm. I wasn't exactly surprised. And he was like, yes, I backed this film. You know, A little bit anti-Semitic every now and then, particularly yeah. on the drink. Yeah, yeah, he's not a big fan. So how lucky... And a bit of DV thrown in. Oh, look, we shouldn't say that, should we? No, no, we shouldn't. So how lucky that the good people of Dendy Cinemas in Newtown are about to meet the quiet Australians who mm. bought a house in Erskineville before all the gays turned up <laughs> and can't wait to see this movie in all its glory. Finally, I've been waiting, what, four weeks now? I'll probably be there with them. And with any luck, they'll do the pay it forward system here where cookers can buy a ticket for someone else because the more people see this movie, the less children will be trafficked. That's how it works. Mm. That's how it's always worked. That's how child trafficking ends. Exactly. Go and see the movie. That's that's what Caviezel actually says at the end of the movie for like two minutes. It's really (laughs) fucked up. So this is some Coney 2012 bullshit. Whatever happened to the Coney? Uh, I think the um, the Coney guy is probably really rich and having a great time. Oh, I think he might be very, very dead, but anyway. <laughs> and, well, the guy who made the movie, uh, last I heard of him, he was masturbating in public in California, I think. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Is that? Anyway. It's always, always the ones you most expect, Joel. Well, yeah. I mean, the parallels between Coney 2012 cannot be ignored here, but I am totally going to see this movie if a cooker buys me a ticket. That's the big if. And I'm also going to take a flask in because I'm not going to fucking buy beers on Mel Gibson's fucking bar. He's got enough money. He doesn't need my money. I'm taking in some whiskey. Anyway, just to give you a taste of the contrast between Hoyt's comments and the Dandy Newtown comments, of which there were nine. Just nine. Just nine. The beret-wearing Gorwar smoking. Uh, And the first of these nine comments was, and cue the cookers. Yep. Great. Bogans in Newtown, just what we need. Uh-huh. And boycott, that's all in caps, the Dandy Cinema's Newtown. Yeah, bit And much. are you going to show Triumph for the Will next? Ooh, that would be a bold step. <laughs> it's a that bit fucking a much. Step. I mean, look, I don't think this movie is exactly great, but I'm not calling it Triumph for the Will. Calm it down. <laughs> it's, you know, anyway. It's, it's not quite 
ready for the style. I think we could chill out in this one. Anyway, look, despite this fairly aggressive reception on social media, the film has 17 seats booked on the opening night. Bless. Okay. Is, that, look, is that good or bad? Well, I mean, it's 17. I mean, it's not Barbie good, clearly. Well, but it's, but it's um, is it Oppenheimer good? Jack, you're missing the point, mate. 17 seats. 17. 17 seats. What's 17? It's Q, Jack. Oh, it's Q. See, I just, he's telling us. I just can't think that way, Joel. He's telling us that this movie is going <laughs> to fix child how, trafficking. Yeah. Go and see it's a movie. message from Q. End child trafficking forever. It'll, it'll never happen again. So nobody buy a ticket to Dendy Newtown on Thursday night at 6.20 because you'll ruin <laughs> it for it everyone. Keep it at 17. We need to keep it at 17. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so it's definitely a sign that Q exists. And it's not just that this movie sucks and nobody in Newtown cares about it. That's definitely not the case. It's, it's a sign from Q. So we'll go we establish that. Now, remember that Hoyt's are heroes because they are yes. simply screening a movie. Whereas Mel Gibson, who regularly sticks his neck out for Q-pilled dummies on the regular, has his movie chain shit on by inner west elitists with no defence from the kind cookers of Victoria – because something, something, gay agenda, I don't know, you know, those Erskineville guys have, you know, raided the comment section with their ivory tower nonsense. I would say probably some of them Jews. Mel's not a big fan of that. So oof, mm. it's been a rough release for him. But isn't it just so brutal? The cookers are enthusiastically thanking Mel for being this fucking hero endorsing this movie on social media, but then booking their tickets at Hoyt's. And, I mean, killing, and, and showing the Jews killing, killing Jesus in a movie. Yeah, yeah, and also, you know, triumph for the will. I mean, what what can you say about that? (laughs) (laughs) Such a dumb comment. The news that Fabian Marta was arrested and charged in Missouri for being an accessory to child kidnapping has been something of a weapon in the mini-culture war around this movie. It's Mm -hmm. quite funny because the charge sounds an awful lot like child trafficking. So much like child trafficking. Yeah, which Mm. this movie will stop. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, of course it will. Well, he'll be out of business. What a shame. I think it was Jim Stewartson who broke that story. It was. Him of all people is the one who broke the news. Yeah, he's not very likeable. He's an interesting guy. Twitter, is he? Um, <laughs> he's interesting. <laughs> look, I'll, I'll give him that. He's interesting. So, look, cookers are calling it a nothing burger, and cooker watchers and, you know, general woke lefty types who think this movie's fucking here. stupid, like myself, to be fair, are pointing and laughing at the rubes that think this movie is a good thing, made by God, everyone's an angel, fucking yah, yah, yah. But the truth is, it's neither a nothing burger nor a big deal, for the movie itself at least. It's somewhere in the middle, because Angel allowed anyone legally eligible to invest in the movie. So while Marta did blow his horn about his involvement, oh, I'm saving the kids, Disney was going to shelve it, we we saved this movie, he was also fairly self-aware of his role. So Stewartson posted a Facebook post of Marta's that said this. The Sound of Freedom tackles a very tough subject and took an extraordinary effort to bring it to movie theatres. Thanks to Hoyts. I'm proud to have been a small (laughs) part of it. If you see the movie, look for... Quote, Fabian, Marta, and family at the very end of the credits. It's right yeah. down the bottom on about a 7.5. Yeah, it's, a, it's not going to really make waves. So the reality is that the charges Marta faces sound a lot worse than they are. Child kidnapping, whew. But this is from a local news source, CBS News KMO4. That was weird American. KMOV4, Joel. A probable cause statement against Marta, 51, alleges he helped somebody who had unlawfully taken her children and interfered with the return of the two children to their lawful parent by, and this is a quote, refusing to allow police access to the residence and impeding the kidnap investigation. Yeah. So, like, he was the landlord. And basically, the landlord of residence, cops came and he appears to have been like, nah-uh, you can't go in there and take those kids. And they were like, yeah-uh, we can. And he was like, nah-uh, you can't. And they're like, we'll charge you. And he was like, fuck you. And they're like, yeah. Yeah. Still, That's apparently I mean, what happened. it's not every day everyone, anyone indeed gets charged with you know, being an accessory to child kidnapping. Job. True. But uh, in this situation, it's not exactly like he was running around in a white van stealing children from the street, which yeah. it kind of sounds like on the surface. That doesn't happen much anymore. You don't want to know why? Mobile phones. Kids have got yeah, them. Yeah, 
their kids Man, are walking um, GPSs yeah, these days. It's messy. So there's you know, very few of those type of abductions these days. That's not to say they don't happen. No. Um, but they are diminishing. Yes. Don't don't give cookers any ammunition against us. They fucking don't take the ch- anyway. So adding to that, he is one of over sixty six hundred so called angel investors. So when yeah, you said s- small font at the end, sort of thing, yeah, he's <laughs> a real fucking small font. So. There's not much to see here. And while, yes, the whole, like, you know, cooker duff protest too much thing is often a disguised admission of guilt. We all know how this is. You know, all the guys who are like, fucking save the kids. You're like, oh, but you have kitty porn on your computer. Oh, yeah. If you find a group of 6,600 people, you're likely going to find some shit people if you look hard enough. It's always the ones you most expect, Joe. It really fucking is. That, yeah, I'm like, not going to name names, not going to go defo. Anyway, look, it is funny, but it's disingenuous to think this time is just a movie because it doesn't. This movie does a good job of tarnishing itself. There is so much shit we're going to discuss next week. They do a fine job of it themselves. Yeah. Don't you worry. That's that's why, you know, the sort of calls to censor it are, are nonsense. Let this thing let this thing roll. And, uh, and you know, I mean, you don't want to get into the censorship business is what I'm saying. Let totally this agree. thing roll and fucking pull it apart. Totally agree. But uh, as we'll discuss next week, there is actually yes. quite a lot of bipartisan support for this so-called right-wing movie, uh, yeah. according to polls. Anyway, that's all in the next script. I'm um, not going to give too much away. Everyone um, loves kids. But look, the Marta thing is a nothing burger, realistically. Fair enough. But he is also a huge creep who runs sugar daddy sugar baby parties yeah. where rich so old nice. dudes pick up young women with the promise of money, housing, and material items. Often, they will pay the rent and expenses for students in exchange for sex, which is technically not prostitution. Mm. But it's charming stuff. I mean, he's not a nice guy. So while it's kind of grooming, it's not child kidnapping. That was him being obstructing justice. It it would be if they were not of age. Well, Depending on the laws of consent. Generally speaking, I think they are. But just so people know, the age of consent in Missouri is 17. Yeah, which, uh, yeah, a perfect sugar baby age. I suppose this guy sounds gross. But the hysteria around the movie has been way more interesting than the movie itself, which I've heard is very fucking boring and slow-paced. But I'm looking so, I'm so looking forward to seeing what our homegrown cookers come up with. The amount of ridiculous bullshit that is going to come from this after being released here is incredible. I mean, is there chemtrails in the popcorn in Coffs? <laughs> is there frangers in the fizzy drink in Frankston? There's, frangers in Franger. There's going to be something, isn't there, Jack? And it's probably going to be based in complete fiction. Oh, they're putting fucking chemicals in the air conditioning. I felt funny during it. <clears throat> anyway, we don't want to sit around congratulating ourselves for being right, not just mm-hmm. because I don't like Giles clammy hands all over my body, but oh. also because it might be a little bit premature, mm. but it would seem the Fulton County Georgia Grand Jury may lead to the fourth indictment for Donald Trump on, wait for it, a RICO charge. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's racketeering influence criminal organisations. Isn't that the Al Capone thing? Sort of laws that put New York's five family and the Mongol OMCGs behind bars? Yeah, we tipped this almost a year ago. Mm. And the Donald has been once, twice, Three times indicted. And uh, hang on, now, just, is... just a minute there, Joel. What? If you're going to be delivered a line like the Donald has been once, twice, three times indicted, okay. you have to. You have what? To, you have to come over a Lionel Richie. You just have oh, to. Oh, for fuck's sake. All right, go on, go on. Floor's no, yours. No, no, you're, 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 you're the singer here, Joel. Fuck you. <laughs> Fine. The Donald has once, twice, twice. Three times, times in been indicted. <laughs> that sucked. Well, yeah, the fourth yeah, is due awful. any time. I look forward to the fourth so I can ruin that joke. Yeah. Anyway, look, it should possibly come er- as early as this month. And what we said then may well turn out to be true. Yeah. The orange one may face a RICO-style prosecution in Georgia. So, yeah, I'm really hoping that does happen because I never want to deliver that line in that way ever again. <laughs> the fourth indictment will ruin We'll, we'll ruin the line on Richie Gang. I hope, I hope it does. I hope it does. Uh, I'm, 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 dead. I'm, 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 I'm in two minds about it, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I bet you are. You're in one, <laughs> two, three minds about it. 
Under both the federal and Georgia's RICO law, if prosecutors show there is an organisation of people who commit crimes together on a recurring basis, then members can be prosecuted for crimes the group committed. This is how RICO works. Sounds tricky, but it's not. Back in 2021, when Fulton County Attorney General Farney Willis first launched her election interference investigation, she retained one of Georgia's leading experts on racketeering charges. RICO, his name's John Floyd, and he was advising uh, Farney Willis on the probe, and he continues to do so. Um, Georgia's RICO law in some respects is broader than the federal one. For example, the federal RICO law provides a list of 35 crimes or what they call predicate offences. You might have seen this on the Sopranos, (laughs) listeners. Uh, (laughs) Predicate offences. That can be used to show a pattern of racketeering activity. But Georgia's RICO statute adds more than 30 additional crimes that qualify. And these offences can include fraud, computer crime and perjury in Georgia. You know, mm. you, you tend to think of RICO laws as being gun running, you know, drug smuggling, murder, that sort of stuff. But in Atlanta, it is the, the, the list of, uh, of, uh, of predicate offences includes fraud, computer crime and perjury. Oh, dear. Georgia's RICO Act requires just two predicate offences. Just two. To be committed within four years. What can happen in four years? Mm. We all know that. Now, Morgan Cloud, who's a law professor at Emory University, told the Wall Street Journal this day, Tuesday, 8th of August. If there are indictments in Georgia and they include racketeering, then I expect false statements will be an important part of the case. Yeah. Well, I I think false statements will be. So we're not just talking because Trump Trump didn't give evidence there. Um, uh, he declined, but we know that Rudy Giuliani did. We know that uh, uh, a number of others did, including the South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham. Uh, and under, this is the group. Basically, twist my arm. He, he, he took um, uh, the Fulton, Fulton, Fulton County, Georgia DA to um, court to not to give um, uh, not to give evidence and got rock and roll there. And <clears throat> so he did have to give evidence. So there's a number of people there. You say, this is the organisation and these are the offences that have occurred there by other people. And at the top of that organisation is, is a Donald J. orange-shaded orange gent with funny <laughs> hair. Uh, then he's in a bit of trouble. Is he? Well, I mean, look, we know that during his reign from 2016 onwards, he was surrounded by his family, all yeah, in nice, cushy-paid jobs. I don't see, I don't see the family around. Are they, anymore. are they maybe like paralegals helping out, like you know, do some filing, saving well, Don, him on some Don legal Jr. has been busy, but Don we Jr. haven't seen his bunker for ages. And where's Melania? Where, and where's where, fucking Eric where, when his well, dad Eric, needs him most? Eric's spending he? time at the clinic, and for the most part, he doesn't even know where he is. He's he's finding his way home. I mean, look, if if his dad just gave him keys, then <laughs> maybe, maybe he could go home. Maybe maybe but, Eric's given given uh, the the Donald a ring and said, "Dad, do you want me to come and you know be be your rock?" And, and the Don's the Donald's just gone. No, no, okay, no. no, thanks. No, you yeah, I bought you a Greyhound are. ticket. Stay where um, you are, whatever your name is. It's a, it's, a, it's a season pass on Greyhound, and you can use this as accommodation. Just catch Greyhounds until you, um, I don't know, die. <laughs> but, yeah, Don Jr. is doing the rounds, um, and we'll, we'll, we'll visit him yeah, at the tail we'll, end of the episode. And, and, and overall, this will confirm once and for all uh, that, it, well, whether orange really is the new black. It is. It is. So no doubt our listeners will have heard of the tragic story known as the Gippsland Poisonings. It's very sad. Three people are dead. One is critically ill after a lunch on the 29th of July. What we know is the lunch was served at the Leon Gatha home of Erin Robinson, 48 years old, and her two children were present at the time. Four guests, Don and his wife, Gail Patterson, Ian Wilkinson and his wife, Heather dined at Erin Robinson's home. Within 12 hours, all four had fallen ill, and within 24 hours, all were being treated at local hospitals. All four would later be transferred to the Austin Hospital in Heidelberg, Melbourne, which is a uh, liver specialist, okay. uh, with a liver specialist unit. On 4 August, Gail Patterson died. The same day, Heather Wilkinson died. That's just last Friday as we record this. The following day, Saturday 5, Don Patterson died. Ian Wilkinson remains in a critical condition, and if he survives this episode, will require a liver transplant. 
The four were all connected through the Currumburra Baptist Church. Ian Wilkinson was a retired pastor there. All four were held in high regard in their communities. All four were residents of Currumburra, 15 kilometres west of Leangatha, which I think is about 140 uh, mm-hmm. east of Melbourne. And both towns are in shock and mourning. Uh, Don and Cale Patterson were the father and mother-in-law to the host, Erin Patterson. Erin had recently moved to Leangatha from Currumburra after she separated from her husband, Philip, a year ago. She had worked with the Pattersons and the Wilkinsons in various community pursuits and edited the Currumba Town newsletter. Mm-hmm. Uh, the two children present and Erin were hospitalised for precautionary measures. None of them presented with symptoms of poisoning. Reports indicate that Simon Patterson was hospitalised after falling ill with a mystery gut illness before Ooh. the couple separated. Mystery. He was placed in an induced coma and spent more than 18 days in an ICU. That's a lot. He That's has since lot. recovered and the separation was reported to be amicable. Mm, also it? reported today was that homicide squad detectives had seized a dehydrator, which reportedly had been disposed of at a tip the day after the lunch. Mm-kay. And subsequent to that, Joel, we do know that Simon Patterson was due to have lunch on yeah. the 29th of September at his former wife Erin's home um, but pulled out at the last minute. Yeah, so that's what we know. And as tempting as it is, we won't speculate beyond that. Yeah, it does seem very juicy and very mysterious. So the Australian broke the story with journalist John Ferguson filing the first report on Saturday, 5th of August. It's very fresh news and it's still developing. But it was clear from that report that Vic Paul were playing catch-up. I mean, mm. they'd only been alerted to the two deaths at the time. I mean, you know more going, and it would seem that no homicide squad detectives had even begun their inquiries at that point. So, Look, it's really interesting, this. I mean, you've got four people in hospital then who'd been transferred to the Austin, and it it would not have been known by the medication circumstances surrounding the the alleged poisoning, whether it was a lunch or whether whether it was assumed to be food poisoning or yeah, they've got to make was. the link, yeah. But it just it just seems that it took an inordinate amount of time for uh, for this to come to uh, the attention of the media and, and the police. You, you, yes, you may have had a you know a, a contaminated food. Uh, outbreak. It could have been a whole range of things. So it, it's unsure. What the police were saying is that the first they heard of it was the 4th of August, and that was basically almost a week after the poisonings had occurred. And while these four people were being treated uh, at the Austin for very, very serious illnesses that would take the life of three of them to date. Yeah, geez. And that is a long time to just sort of slowly die. Yeah. It, is. It's a ter- it would have been a terrible death. I'm assured of that in discussions with sort of various medicos. It's, it's basically organ failure and it's long and slow. Uh, it, it didn't happen. Bre- it didn't happen in the space of a few hours. It, it happened almost Gates. over a week. Yeah, yeah. agonising no, pain. That'd be very unpleasant. I'm sure the medicos were very good at um, keeping them fairly, you uh, know, Yeah, pain managed and all those sorts of things, yeah. Out of it. Yeah. So, look, we don't really know what caused the poisonings yet officially. Um, you know, death cap mushrooms are suspected of being the culprit. We don't know that for sure. We don't like to speculate too much. We don't even know if Aaron Robinson consumed the same meal as those who were poisoned. Mm. We just don't know a lot of things. Yeah, look, and obviously the police are playing, you know, keeping their cards fairly close to their chest. But Yeah, you know, it's an investigation. We won't speculate, in, unlike our friends in the freedom movement, uh, kicked yeah. off by the one and only, uh, well, fortunately, the only, Dave <laughs> One Eggs, Aniglio. Yeah, I could think of people very similar. While citing a Channel 9 news report, which proves Dave really does consume the lying mainstream media. He he fucking loves it. He he felt obliged to post on Telegram. Give it to us, Joel. Yeah, so he posted this mushroom with a mushroom emoji, poisoning, question mark, really? And then like a stunned face, a I don't know, mm-hmm. lady emoji, a fingers down, and a skull and crossbones. Skull and crossbones, Thanks, yeah. Dave. And after the news broke about the dehydrator, he doubled down with, yeah. give it to me, Joel. All in caps, Ooh. test the mushroom dehydrator, Screen. continue with the clot shots, and a clown and a mushroom. Yeah. Then a quote from it saying that tests are done, tests are being done, 
to see if the appliance is linked to the deaths of three people who ate poisonous mushrooms. Hashtag clown town. Yeah. What? He's really just gone. Huh? Gone over the top there. Absolutely no uh, evidence whatsoever. None. And no real statement. I mean, what's he even saying? Like, so the mushrooms didn't kill them. The jab did? Yeah. Well, when we get to the comments after or well, below Amigrio's uh, okay. post, we get to a, a couple of real pearls from some of the finest people in the freedom movement in Australia, Joe. Oh, we'll be opening our eyes, will we? Okay, Here we cool. go. All Give right, it to so us. His, Show me the his... ugliness. Okay, if it was the mushrooms, it's not confirmed yet as it's all still being investigated. Well, Sorry, fair. there's like two dots. Uh, there's really badly written. The mushrooms were not picked wild by the people who ate them. They were bought from a grocer Brackets, as in not a supermarket. Mm. Huh? Was it? Is it? Is it true? <laughs> I just, is that? Is that? Joe's the grocer. Um, uh, yeah. Is that like? Is that a providor? Where did we get that information from? <laughs> I don't know. That's yeah, crazy stuff. Give me some more. Okay. Give me some more ugliness, Joe. <sighs> Everyone ate the same thing, but the son slash nephew of the people didn't eat the mushrooms. Hence, why they are suspected. Okay. They're not suspected. They're yeah, not suspected. The son, nephew, no. there's it, it, it's not a nephew hey, there. Oh we're not God. ruling them out. I'm, I'm into this. I like Sherlock. <laughs> they, I think and according to this idiot, and now become suspects. No, it's got to be them. It's got to be them. I reckon the son and nephew are totally on the hook, and I'm happy to go <laughs> on no, record saying just, that. Just, just no nephew. Because, I mean, why wouldn't it's they? be confused there. Go yeah. bit. Okay. Be, so, oh, well, they might actually be referring to Erin's uh, uh, husband, of course, but he's not a suspect. I mean, like it's just it's just cooker rambling, just like the person who just said with no basis that was bought from a grocer. Anyway, this this I actually really like. This yeah, is give great. Me, give me some more. This one's a good beauty. This story has so many holes. Something definitely not right. Uh, Were these people right. highly jabbed up? Could that have been a factor? Mm. Maybe their bodies were so destroyed from the jab that they can no longer recover from general food poisoning. We all know why they aren't investigating this as well. Just to be clear, a sort of 10-cent chunk of death cap mushroom is enough to kill you. Yeah. Apparently, I'm reading a little bit about this, death cap mushrooms, they are quite delicious as well. So oh, that's that. Is, yeah, so, so they're more that. Well, mm. I, I mean, look, you say a 10 cent uh, piece worth could kill you. Well, yeah. with the jabbed, it's a five cent yeah. piece. Yeah. What up? Yeah, yeah, one cent piece. One cent yeah. piece. You've got to find yeah. one, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, real All right, small. keep going, Joel. Uh, so, okay, what's this? So, yes, it could be possible they are using this to make people afraid of foraging. Yeah. Okay. Heaven angle. forbid if we might be able to source our own food and think for ourselves. Yeah, okay, put, Karen, are you actually relying on wild mushrooms? Down, Is that just idiot? Oh, okay. No, this one's this one's this really a beauty. Good. Taken out by WHs. What is that? White House? What? 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 what, what no, White Dad, hats. You know exactly what this white is. Don't don't you play dumb, Bozzy. I always thought the UN, well, the UN do wear pale blue helmets. Yes, Why and they are the problem. Pale blue PBH. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's the white hats. Um, so apparently all of these people were, I guess, pedivores, and um, and Bozy put the co- command through and um, and fed the mushrooms. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, keep going. Well, fuck the idiots. BS. It's not wild mushroom season. I, I guess we, BS is bullshit, isn't it? I'm guessing so. Yeah. That's what. That's how you mushroom people, by the way. Yeah, yeah, you, good. You keep them in the dark and feed them bullshit. So yes. that's that, that, I think that's an attempted gag. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually how you do it. Anyway, I've never bothered trying. Uh, we get heaps of them, and there's none at the moment. It was in autumn. It's past. It'll be from the thing that it can never be from. Oh, what's that? What's that, Jane? Gee whiz. Gee whiz. That? Whoever posted that stroke of fucking genius <laughs> just doesn't really understand the dehydrator concept, does does no. he or she? No, but I think this was before the Diodera was found. So that, you know, in the, in there, to their credit. This one's good. Distraction from the intended genocide of Australians. <laughs> that's, a, that's actually not happening. No. But, because uh, well. you, 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 I mean, if there was a genocide going on, you'd think four people being poisoned, three fatally to this point, 
would probably go unnoticed. Well, <laughs> there was a genocide so. going genocide. on. Genocide, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it's all it's all Problem wrapped up. Just ask William Bay; he knows all about it. Yeah, embarrassing. Yeah, not anyway. And One more. following up from earlier, they came from a grocer, not yeah, wild. Probably. Didn't. I know acquaintance of people who had the dinner. Yeah, and that dinner, to me is shit posting of the highest. <laughs> Insider model quality. In the I know a bloke who knows a bloke who told me. So that's the truth, you know. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, nothing more. Yeah. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> nothing more than that. Was it a dinner? No. What? Yeah. Idiot. So look, this Idiot. story's got a long way to go. But I mean, we just look at this. I mean, my first thought about this was as I understood the story, was that it would become a died suddenly type mm-hmm. incident and yep. the vaccine from kooks like Oniglio and the people who cling off him, like the poor old cult followers that they are, uh, we're going we're gonna to post exactly this kind of nonsense. And I didn't so think they were. I really didn't think they were. I, I must I must be losing my, my touch because when you told me to look this up, I was like, what? So I was like, okay, fine. I'll have a look on Telegram. And then fucking Dave O'Neill's pops up and I'm like, oh, my God, they have actually made this into a died suddenly yeah. thing. What will they fucking come up with Yeah, next? there's just no limit, is there? I mean, yeah. it's a really tragic story. Once it is. Once it goes, three people dead and one very, very seriously injured. And they seem May like very survive. good people too. And it's they very do seem sad. like very, very good people. And, uh, yeah, I'm sure the police will get to the bottom of this. This will be an well, intriguing uh, case for, for many, many years to come. The dehydrator test is the, the next thing. Yeah. Oh, that, we, we don't have any wild mushrooms now. It's, <laughs> it's winter. It's, it's you know, the end of winter. Season. We don't have them anymore. Fucking, Fucking idiots. Dehydrators cost you about 140 bucks. Ah, 60 on eBay. Trust me, I love them. <laughs> Always the bargains, Joel. Always Desi. the bargains. <laughs> We fired you, we sacked you, we dismissed you as what? As garbage, because that's all you are. You're a criminal, you're a traitor, and you're going to the biggest barbecue in history. So from Christmas dinner to you are the dinner. Thank you, that's what I'll go with. And listeners, we've got a veritable library of material on soft sits up our sleeves. We do. And the next few episodes will be bursting with soft sit craziness, including an allegation that Nelson Mandela, the man who wiped polio from the African continent, was a secret child eater. Mm. I only mention this because it's just so awful and it's just so funny. I laughed. Oh, I laughed God. more than I should have last night when we were exchanging texts on this, Joel. Yeah, it was dumb. It's really um, dumb. Substack yeah. has a lot to answer for. It's yeah, just not indeed. a good platform. It's just it's, not, not good at all. It's got bad things. Anyway, look, we do have some hot subsit docs thanks to an anonymous source by our Proton Mail, and it is very shady stuff. I don't know where they got this from. Mm. Very funny, though. Very funny. Very Seems like they're secret. There's inked fingerprints involved. Of course, there's inked fingerprints involved. Some sits with a man. Of course, there's inked fingerprints involved. Get me my get me my ink pad. My my thumb is ready. Jesus. Yeah. So we've got all that to have a look at, and and that involves very fine work from our anonymous friend of the podcast. But that's for next week or next fortnight after our sound of freedom (laughs) special, probably, probably. We won't go any further than committing ourselves to it than probably. <clears throat> if they let Joel in at the cinema, smelling of booze and cheap regret. Then I'm not going to see the film. I'm just going to talk about it. But I thought there's like 13 pages of script. So it's happening. It's fucking happening. But we have all the sausage shit fuckery you're mm. ever going to need, listeners. And so pitiful, pathetic, and very funny are they. You'll have to ask yourself, will they ever win? Ooh. Well, look, it seems like they might have had a minor win here, Jack. Well, when- well, when Sobset Glenn Short refused to take a breath, though, he seems to have gotten away with it. Seems to. Well, Joel, when you're a free man on the land travelling, not, not driving. Going. No. Not in a commercial contract. No. And a member of the global federal postal courts. Very important. Nothing can stop you. No. A young dapper chap by the name of Glenn Short. We'll call him Shorty so we don't get tied up in the legal fiction and commit treason and fraud. Yeah, you don't want that. Um, Shorty, who drives a shitty truck, runs a company called Rock Monster Excavations. Ooh. It has a very light touch on the internet. I did check. He started a Facebook page for Rock Monster Excavations in 2019 and hasn't posted anything on it 
Probably because that's what the illegal cabal wants him to do. Yes, but I must say, rock monster excavations is terrifyingly similar to rock spider excavations, which <laughs> I just think was very think short-sighted. Was, do you think he was thinking that far? I don't know. I don't know. I clearly wasn't because, anyway. I don't Anywho, want to go too far Shorty, we're calling him Shorty, he got pulled over by a Wollongong traffic cop and filmed a seven-minute incident, shouting at the cop who admirably stayed silent for most of the time he does. besides one saying to him, I have no idea what you're talking about. He did have no idea what he was talking about. <laughs> it was very funny. It was top work from the cop. He played it cool while Shorty became more and more crazed. Uh, and, and that sort of crazy stuff includes this nonsense. Yes, and do you agree that I've said to you that is a commercial contract to the Roads and Maritime Services and that is a separate corporation to the New South Wales Police Force, which is a different ABN, so you didn't have the consent by me, who I am the beneficiary and the executor of that legal fiction name. Yeah, his name is Shorty. His name we is call Shorty. him Shorty. Yeah, his name is Shorty. You didn't have the consent to even look up the details of that commercial contract to the RMS because you're a separate corporation. All right. I agree you said something similar to that, not quite as long as that, much, 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 much shorter. Oh, I do study law. Yeah. Right. I do study law. Yeah, He's a yeah fucking study law. Idiot. You're now, now placing you under penalty of perjury. You must provide the material evidence that you are not a business. <laughs> How do you do that? Like an anti-business card? <laughs> I know. What? Uh, I know the law. He does. Very well. I study contract law. All right? I don't. I studied contract law and it wasn't fun. You do not have jurisdiction over me. I am under the jurisdiction and within the jurisdiction, and here we go, here's my identification of the Global Federal Postal Courts. Is, is that Australia Post? Do you think no, it's not. That's no. not Australia Post. No. Ironically, it's actually an American thing. What, well, so you can just post into them? Yeah. Is that yeah. why they're postal? Yeah, there's a whole, whole thing going on mm. there. Legal fiction name, that's not I. You are committing personage right now by trying to identify me as a legal fiction name. You do not have the right to do so. That is personage. <laughs> a personage is a person. Oh. <laughs> Some, sometimes defined as an important person. That's the oh. not the legal definition. I don't think there really is a legal definition. That's I the Oxford English Dictionary page. definition. Yeah. And Shorty is not an important person. I think no. we can all agree on that. Yes. But Shorty thinks that personage, personage is a crime. And... So you do not have jurisdiction over me. I am global federal jurisdiction. Global federal jurisdiction. jurisdiction. Can't touch me. Global, global federal. federal. I'm in global, a global federal. Global. And Shorty federal. then goes okay. on to say this. I am a student of Mark Kishon Christopher, the global chief postal court judge. Do you still want to wish to try to contract with me, sir? The chief posty. Commonwealth of Australia is registered to Washington, D.C. on the Security Exchange Commission. Well, we all knew that. Yeah, so the cop is scribbling down a few details in front of the truck. He's <laughs> just got shorty fired up. He got even more hot and bothered. That is fraud. That is treason. That is without the people's <laughs> consent. What? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Sir, you are sitting in a position of treason right now. I will take this to the courts. I've already beaten the chief magistrate yeah. in the court Good. in Sydney. I've already beaten the chief magistrate in the courts. Do you think that- he means physically beaten? Square Maybe. circle? Maybe just, consensually, you know. Maybe, they, maybe, maybe they've got a thing going on. <laughs> fight, fight club. No, I'm thinking judiciary. more bondage, you know. Because this man, he, he does study law. Yeah, he does. He, he's, he studied under the, the greatest, uh, but not the chief <laughs> magistrate, yeah, apparently. Yeah, find out how great this prick really is. Fuck, man. Uh, look, maybe business isn't great. Uh, <laughs> what, what's it called? Rock. Rock what's spider it, excavation? Rock Sorry, rock monster, monster excavation. Rock monster eggs. Rock monster, not rock spider. No, no, different, rock spider. Diff, different thing. Rock, different rocks. Different rocks, indeed. Uh, so, yeah, so look, maybe business is a great deal to good Fuck. people <laughs> at uh, monster rocks excavation. But he is studying law, to be I, fair. To be fair to the man, he's got a yep. bit on. Yep. Uh, yep. Especially contract law. Oh, yes. Well, I'd love to know where he's studying uh, contract law, you know, like who, he's, <laughs> well, who, well, he, who he did it under. Find out, Joe. Yeah. My, I was failed by Elizabeth Pedden. I hope you can say something as uh, stunning and brave as that. Uh, look, the news.com.au report showed a pic of Shorty dressed all in black, presumably from his personal face, either photo that is, but there was no pic credit on the report. Mm-hmm. But it is a pic taken in a bedroom. He looks like a bit of a gronk and his bed's not made. Oh, Be- he hasn't read Jordan Peterson's book. Because the illegal corporation wants him to make his bed. That's why uh, he doesn't make it. Of course. That's why he doesn't make it. He's of a rebel. Course. No bed making for Shorty and no. no breath-o either. He drove off without a ticket, a fine, or anything with 
the New South Wales Wallopers saying they were looking into the matter, looking yeah, a bit further that, into it. That's what the mainstream media wants you to think. <laughs> well, that's actually what Heath wants you to think. A screenshot was posted on his thread that showed him actually admitting that he afterwards caught oh, the breathalyzer after the video stopped. Weak as yeah. piss, Shorty. Weak as piss. Apparently no jurisdiction, made, mate. You said it, it. Yeah, well, he understood. He's got no jurisdiction. He stood under. He bleated all that gibberish <laughs> only to succumb himself. to the whims of the man after all. <laughs> what a shame. Pathetic. It was clear they had no jurisdiction. No Absolutely jurisdiction agreed. whatsoever. No, none. Just like they say, they don't make men like they used to anymore. So at the time of recording, we were led to believe that Shorty did take the breath though after the video stopped in a screenshot posted by an account pretending to be Monica Smith. Long sentence there. I can't find the post anymore. And there's too many damn comments. There's like 3.7 thousand now to search through. I'm not going to. But Glenn did say this in the comments. I offered to take the test so long as the officer understood it was in no way establishing contract with his corporation. He proceeded to try and establish contract regardless. That is when I started recording. I mean, he's just fucking annoying. I mean, like, what do you mean to say as the cop? Oh, yeah, sure. So anyway, it looks like the cops caught up with him after all, and they notified him of the charges in a court attendance notice given to him in a place they knew he frequented. So essentially, Shorty is known to police, and you never want to be known to police, but you also don't want them to know where you hang out. I mean, that's very known to police. So he's got a bit of form. Ben Fordham broke the news on this by hassling some police brass for answers because, you know, the whole, oh, I'm going to throw the book at him, I'm going to take him to jail. I think Ray Hadley came in on the end of the clip. It's a right-wing shock jock thing. Cop came on and clarified the matter, and Shorty is indeed in the shit. So he's been charged with seven offences, including driving unlicensed, using an unregistered registrable Class A motor vehicle on the road, refusing or failing to submit to a breath test, and resisting police in the execution of their duty, and will appear in court on September 25th, which is inevitably going to be very funny and worth reporting on. Hopefully, we can get some eyes and ears in the court that day to witness the circus. Probably not, if I'm being honest. It's also incredibly unlikely he's going to bow to the magistrate and give a simple plea. So I think it will be funny. Uh, we'll see. He's a very silly boy. Anyway. Look, in this seven-minute video, he mentions the name Mark-Kishon-Christopher. We talked ah. about him before. And he's a soft grifter who charges people for bogus soft legal advice. This completely yep. and utterly worthless. Yep. And if you use it on a copper who is having a bad day, Oy. you're likely to end up with a broken driver's side window and 50,000 volts of electricity up your date from a taser. Ooh. Shorty and others, we'll get to the others later, fork over large amounts of cash, thousands per course, to delude themselves they don't have to pay taxes, can sue governments. It's really not a good idea. No. And, and also don't have to put up with any shit at a traffic stop. Aye. I'm suing you. Yeah, exactly. I'm suing you personally as well. That's one of the things he did. Shorty seems to be a very well-informed student, so I'm going to go out on a limb and say he's forked over the best part of 10 large to look and sound like an idiot. Mm, lots of spiders he must have rocked. So the scoreboard in this instance reads Shorty 1, con artist Mark Hyphen Kishon Christopher 10,000. <laughs> You're a fucking idiot, Shorty. What are you? It's so fucking true. And it gets worse. And we thank very much, uh, listener and friend of the podcast, David, for this. Um, in a post on the shitposting site, David told us. Yes, thank you, David. Mark hyphen Kishon Christopher is the man under whom Glenn Short and Darren Bergworth are studying law and living under his jurisdiction. His threats of retribution and violence are at the extreme end. Yeah, I listen to the video. It's not good. Um, well, yeah, some of the bad. stuff is actually David did um, uh, remove Post- some of it, but there's some yeah. really ugly sort of references to subhumans, subhumans. And things like yeah, that. That's yeah. very Nazi talk. Very, very nasty. Uh, yeah, and look, if Bergworth is pushing the rest of my place to this guy's teachings, of course, goes all year. It is of genuine concern, mm-hmm. David says. The letters he is telling his cult to prepare are the same in nature to those that Tim Dwyer has prepared for MP members to send to their local councils, revoking their authority. MP and that's, being my uh, place. Bergworth's uh, down in Franger, isn't he, Joel? But, yes, uh, he is, but he goes around the place. He's yeah, uh, he a bit of a musician Dwyer, these days. Dwyer is, Dwyer is uh, from the Upper Hunter, of course, and the Upper so, Hunter way, I think. Look, if you want to know more about this, Tim Fall Tales, you know, Soz and Sandy, they've been all over Darren Bergworth yes, and, have. you know, the, the My Place situation. He is, of course, the self-styled People's Mayor of Franger, mm-hmm. sort of susceptible idiot to these sort of charmless con artists like Mark hyphen 
Keyshawn Christopher. Yeah, that's just it. You know, that, that, that's the point. That these people who are sort of seemingly trying to run what I would describe as a sort of cult are themselves cult followers. They create cult leaders. Yeah, it's it's a it's like a sort of like a Russian doll of cult leaders. Yeah. It's um, yeah. good it's very it. silly. Look, Mark Hyphen, Kishan Christopher is a dangerous bastard who spreads hate and incites violence all for a fucking handsome feat. Yeah, he's doing around right. with the charges, does he? I mean, look at Darren Bergworth is loaded. He's minted as fuck. And Rock Spider, oh, sorry, Rock Monster Excavations Rock Monster, probably brings in a decent penny. So, I mean, you know, yeah. he's definitely, he's got his, he's got his target audience, oh. dumb <laughs> tradies who own their own business and they like giving money to be somehow powerful. Yeah. Cool. Well done. I've studied, I've stu- I'm studying the law, you know. Yeah, exactly. And look, this is basically where it appears this is where this sort of my place shit's coming from. And it is time that Mark hyphen Keyshawn Christopher was pulled up and given the classic 50,000 volts short he should have copped on the Bulleye Pass. Yeah, nothing, nothing hurts like 50,000 volts up the Bulleye Pass, Joe. <laughs> And it has not been a huge week in not Pete huge. Evans. Not huge. And it's actually kind of hard to understand why. Because you see, Pete was uncancelled. It was yeah. all undone. It's fixed. Yeah. Finally, the good people of Western Sydney decided that Pete Evans was allowed back into the good graces of high society and can That's once right. again post conspiracy theories and neo-Nazi content on Maine without interrupting his various commercial agreements. We fixed this. Yeah. Well, so, so what's, Pete, what's, been up, what's he been up to? Not much, mate. Unfortunately, mm. this is one of those rare occasions that Kyle Sandilands got something wrong. Who'd have thought it? Who'd have thought I know. It? Kyle fucked it. And Pete appears to remain cancelled. Oh, no. I just, I don't know. It's like a glitch in the what's matrix. What's he got to do, Joe? What's he got to do? What does he have to do? So, yeah, he is posting about Bitcoin and QAnon shit. That's just what he does. Yeah. More about Bitcoin and less about vaccines. I don't know why. I feel like maybe he's like, are you having a hard time? We should do a welfare check on Pete because he's not <laughs> posting a lot about vaccines. Once upon a time, what Pete was posting actually meant something. He used to be the canary in the coal mine. That's why I started this segment. Now, yeah. nobody really gives a shit and I'm stuck with this fucking segment that I can't seem to kill. So, yeah, it's a very meh week. And it's amazing this segment has lasted this long. Thank Christ he got uncancelled because I was clutching at straws. This no, is legitimately on life but support. He hasn't been. Yeah. I mean, he, he let's, hasn't been. but let's face it, it's on life support probably because of the jab. I mean, like I've just been shedding spike proteins all over this segment, and it's it's in critical condition. So he did post a thing about Siemens Energy making a huge loss in their wind power division. I found that's kind of interesting. It's in the billions of euros, and Siemens is one of the biggest wind turbine makers in the world. European weirdos, their recent line has been riddled with fouled units. And even wind turbine makers that aren't experiencing high foul rates like Siemens are, are struggling with rising raw material costs and logistical challenges. This is impacting their profits. Yeah, look, I just want to jump in here and tell tell you that uh, Siemens is a German company, German conglomerate. Pete loves Germans. Sorry. Yeah, and they had a bit of a rich, shall we say, history uh, going back to the 1930s. So you're telling me I should look into the true history of Siemens? Yes. Uh, I I thought that might have been the other reason. The real history of Siemens. He giggles when he says Siemens. (laughs) I'm sure he does. (laughs) But, yes, they did have a very, very poor um, track record and have been forced to apologise. I think the only company that hasn't apologised, although they might have already, might have done it by now, is BMW. Listeners might oh, okay. chuck in some comments there. I don't know, but there are yeah. a number of companies and Siemens is one of them. Huge industrial manufacturer. Very sus leather seats in those BMWs. Engineering so, business. Pete is posting this because he's just asking questions. Yep. Oh, it's so bland. It's like posted without comments. It's just shared from another group. It's a disclosed TV thing. So it's that sort of like, you know, anti-Semitic weird Q-peeled fucking news network that he seems to really like. But in reality, just like the neo-Nazi that groomed him some years ago, he has been groomed by the fossil fuel industry to somehow simultaneously be a hippie and also a huge fan of fossil fuels. <laughs> it's ha- odd. Ha- it's, I don't, it's, it's a strange mix. It's genuinely bizarre. I mean, like, people like him have gone from clean air enthusiasts, I can only assume because hippies tend to care about clean air, to these well, bizarre cheerleaders to. for rampant pollution. 
It's so difficult to reconcile this. Oh, except for the fact that he's been brainwashed by elites. Um, yeah. Uh, fossil fuel industry is just basically just completely programmed this moron's brain because he's fucking an idiot. So Bob Mercer, well done. Great job on this moron. You in the heartland, killing it. Well done. But there's also lots of hysteria around Donald Trump's arrest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. people have been all over that, wouldn't he? Oh yeah, oh, he, he turned he turned to a man of similar intellect, one of his peers, Don yeah. Junior. Not a paleo dude. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, look look at his jawline. Junior. He's definitely a paleo man. Oh, he's just gnawing bison. He's just gnawing away at a bison right now. Or he has a very heavily controlled appetite due to stimulant. No, no, no. It's just he just needs to go out and explain the truth behind the witch hunt on his dad. Yeah. Look, maybe that's where the Trump, well, at least one Trump kid is. We we can't find the others. We can't find the wife. Well, you they're reckon in, Don Jr. Maybe they're in witness protection. Fucking, you know, doing, doing his little bits from bloody sanctuary. Eric's ass to be involved, but uh, got the ass. And uh, and and Junior's the only one around. He's just he's helping out Pete. Yeah, yeah. Look, you know, it's all it's all a movie, right? So he posts a video from UK right-wing news outlet GB News with this caption. If you have been listening to the X22 report, then the video above supports the fact that this is all a show and the truth will be coming out through this process. And he's got Mm. fingers pointing skyward, three of them. Yeah. Oh, the video is fucking torture. But the best part of the video is when Don Jr. is quoted in conversation with Nigel Farage saying this. You know, I don't believe any of this has anything to do with January 6th. If it did, and if January 6th was everything that they said, why, Nigel, did they wait two and a half years to charge him? I mean, the people that were there that did those things, they were charged that day. Well, not really, Junior. No, no they weren't. And it does take a little while to investigate an ex-president. Yeah. You know, yeah, a little so look, while. Nobody's actually accusing Don Junior of being a legal scholar. So, so what, what did Junior expect? Are the FBI were just going to burst into the Oval Office yeah. On January 6th and just put, put the orange one in handcuffs and say, we've got you. You'll fucking nick me, old beauty. If it doesn't happen within 12 hours, then it's illegitimate. It's insane. So, look, this is the thing that really annoys me, though. While he might be an idiot, why do people around him take him seriously? <laughs> Obviously, they know better. Nigel Farage knows better. Pete Evans probably knows better. But the next person they have on the show claims the US is a corporation and bankrupt. So, I mean, the benchmark is really low, and that's what Pete is saying is somehow going to show the truth. So Pete actually is a moron, and you can never take him seriously in any way, shape, or form, except for when he makes those nice oysters with those little finger lime pearls in it. That They're lovely. Otherwise, he's fucking useless. Um, But, like, look. This is the thing. Pete is not only pilled. He's just actually delusionally stupid. And sometimes I just forget how fucking dumb this guy is. But this is the thing. It's not all a show, Pete. You think it's a show, but at the end of the day, you're actually the one being played. It is embarrassing how manipulated you are. You are such a pawn in this game. God, you're so easy to groom. Fuck. So, of course, Pete also posted some of the interview with Tucker Carlson and Andrew Tate baffling to me and baffling to me on a level that I just find fucking offensive because he has young daughters. Mm. Like he probably thinks it's a stitch up because of fucking weird conspiratorial reasons. Yeah. But that's like, what you think. even so it is hard to ignore the tacit support for a man who openly brags about sexually assaulting teenagers. You have teenage daughters, you fucking creep. So shit, Pete. I mean, you've been a Nazi. You're a bit of a con man. You sell biochargers, but dude, Tate, that like that's almost too far for a guy who is kind of a Nazi. Anyway, so he also posted a bizarre video of himself trying to swat a fly in his outdoor kitchen with these sort of weird googly eyes that he has with the caption, New recipe coming this week does not include bugs. <laughs> you know, there's a pun. Yeah. So it's, it's an implicit pun. Yeah. And it's yeah. a fly. And yeah. 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 Because yeah. 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 the class also- stuff. Yeah, like Klaus crickets Schwab. and like yeah, and well, they're going for him, and like you'll know nothing, and huh, huh. <laughs> he's, uh. he's a fun stuff. What do you mean he's been up to that? That that gag that would have taken probably a good four hours to write and then yeah. shoot it. Yeah, I mean, it's a, that's a busy day. Got his poor wife. Oh, can you film this for me? I've got this really funny idea. Cut, cut, 
You've got to get the fly in. You've got to get the fly in. I actually don't know if the they whole want joke the fly. doesn't work if you don't have the fly in. My my gut feeling is that there wasn't a fly, and he was actually completely making it up. But that's just me. That's just me. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, could be. I didn't look, see it. I don't want to cast aspersions. He may very well be telling the the uh, bug laden truth. So look, keeping this segment alive is hard. I'm glad you got your kicks. Maybe the listeners like this one. I didn't. I got this new sense of hope. The tail end of this show will be funny again. With Pete being uncancelled, maybe he'd start stepping out a little bit more, you know, putting his neck out a bit more. You know, the bug joke, it's not enough. And maybe he'd be funnier or more yeah. interesting, but it's the same old shit. Everything's a fucking movie, blah, blah, popcorn, Trump is God Emperor, blah, blah, blah. The dude lives in the middle of fucking northern New South Wales, but for some reason <laughs> he gives a fuck about Donald Trump. I don't know why. And I know I should be covering Babbitt. But the thing is, is that clown actually annoys me. Not like Pete, who's this sort of harmless, gormless idiot. But Babbitt has a, like this sort of genuinely awful human being vibe. He's like almost consequential. Pete's funny. Babbitt, upsetting. But I mean, Pete was funny. I, th- I think he was. Was he funny? Like, I, don't, I don't remember that. I'm starting to worry. Maybe what am I? Why am I doing this? So look, Pete. For my sake, do me a favor. Go for a skate, Pete. Go smoke a brisket. Make yeah. it delicious. I'm sure you do a good job of it. You know, if, if not, spray it with some beautiful water. Bark. Mm. Go do some yoga. Have a surf. Dave's Dave O'Neggs is free. Yeah, he's always free. He's got no, nothing else to do. Because honestly, if you can't see why it would take time for a prosecutor to commence proceedings against an ex-president on a high-level conspiracy charge then maybe politics isn't for you, my friend. I know. Look, you know you've reached a pretty low ebb when Ralphie Babbitt is more interesting than you, Pete. Oh, and I just I fucking you know, can't stand that have guy. A think, have, a, have a good look at yourself, mate. House oh, of Mirrors. The stereosonic jokes right themselves, but Good, I just, hard look at yourself, mate. I look at Babbitt's Twitter and I just get upset. And you have been listening to the Condition Release Program with your host, Jack the Insider, and Joel Hill. Jack and Fan on Twitter, at Jack the Insider, and Joel, kind of me, not really, on Crunchy Moses, at Crunchy Moses. I don't even care. It's got a K in it. I don't use it anymore. Anyway, set up page. <laughs> you can find fairly easily. If you enjoyed the episode, don't please share social, social media. Yeah, look, I just don't like Twitter anymore, but like, I don't know. It's in the script. And listen, this is the important part. We have a Patreon to help keep this sustainable. Yeah. Yeah, we need it. We need you it. can be like uh, hyphen keysons, you know. And uh, I'm taking like two days off this week for the fucking podcast. So come on, kick in. Get you on the courses it's so expensive for seven to grand. Do this. We're not give, we're not putting you on the courses for seven grand. Um, we're just no. asking for a little bit of support because what we do is bloody time consuming, and we still have to pay the rent. Yes, help us yes. keep the lights on. Yes, please. For little as five dollars a month, you have access to all sorts of bonus content, including a weekly period episode, and some of them are quite good. So you know, um, get amongst it. And finally, finally, all feedback, tips, and death threats should be sent to the conditional release program at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you, even if it's to tell us that you've just graduated from Mark Hyphen Kishon Christopher's Subset Law School, and we have no jurisdiction. Do you get admitted at that point? Like, are you in the law society? Uh, never mind. Yeah, don't get anything. No. Thanks, listeners. See ya. Yeah, see ya. Bye. I don't think I ever want to talk to any of those people. Fuck me! You guys are bastards!